guys, it's Eva and I'm here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds, rate, comment, all that is greatly appreciated. So we're just going to jump right in here. I mean, we're discussing the fourth season of Search Party. If you weren't aware, I did a condensed, I don't even think it was condensed. I don't even remember how long it was, but (laughs) I did an episode where I discussed seasons one through three, mostly three, because I had not watched anything prior um, to when I created that episode, because I literally binged everything (laughs) at once. Um, And I talk about the story of how like, I initially was going to watch Search Party. It kind of fell off the radar. And then when um, HBO Max happened, it was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that show. So there's a whole story. You can go back and listen to that episode if you want to get all of the details. But this one is about season four. And I don't know. It's kind of interesting because one, we're going to pause and I'm going to give you all my warnings. I know I sound like a broken record, but we got to do it because apparently some people need that, you know, extra reminder that this is a podcast that is about spoilers. So I will spoil anything and everything related to the show. And that's just, you know, your warning. Um, Yeah, this isn't really based on any books or anything like that. So we're not going to go into that. But also, it's just me. And therefore, we're going to jump around a little bit. We might not go in a straight path. It's okay. We're just going to all follow along. And if that's not your style of podcast listening, then that's okay. I mean, there may be another episode that may be more your lane or like we can, I don't know, maybe we just can't be friends. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. So now that all that's out of the way, Sage Party season four. So in this one, where we left off, we saw Dory got um, snatched up. And we were like, oh my gosh, what happened to Dory? And so then we open up this season, essentially, like we saw her, got sna- we saw her get snatched up. We see her like chained to a chair. It looks like she's being videotaped. Her head has been shaved and she's like bewildered and crying, all this other stuff. And so that's essentially where we start off this season and come to find out she was snatched up by Chip, who is just <sighs> insane. <laughs> When you like think about it, like everything that happens this season, he's genuinely, he genuinely needs real medical attention, like psychological attention because everything is not all there. And his family knows that and they just let him run free in the world and cover up everything that he does, which is, which is just not good. So in case you didn't know, like I see, and a lot of people see search party one, I don't take anything really that happens in search party too seriously um it's more so like satire dark comedy like i think it's like a satire i'm literally like about to make up a word so we're gonna pause rewind i think is like a satire of millennials in general so you know technically i'm a millennial and i don't take any anything that happens in the show too hard or for it to like person personally be a jab at me and that's just in general anything's 
with anything like TV wise. I know when we start talking about the news, they lump us all together and they're like, oh, it's the millennial, blah, blah, or oh, it's the Gen Zers. But like in this context, I'm just like, you know, it's a TV show. I'm not really going to take it all too, too much to heart. And honestly, a lot of it makes me laugh like out loud. And you guys, if you've li listened for a while, then you know, I am not a big comedy person anyway, but this is like a different, these are the kind of comedies that I like where it's not like they're, there's this expectation that you're going to find what's happening on the screen funny. It's just kind of chill. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But anyway, so <laughs> all of that to say, we find everyone, um, essentially when we first come back, uh, Elliot and Portia are getting ready for, oh, Dorian, Elliot, or Dorian, Elliot, Dorian, Andrew, we're found not guilty, like let's throw a party, but they can't seem to get in there because Dory's not answering her phone. And I think the moral of the story for me in watching every single season and even getting to the end of the season is just that <laughs> Dory's friends are just not smart. <laughs> they really are not like, I don't even, I don't even understand like some of the things that they do in the decisions that they make and I know it's supposed to be like not be they're not supposed to be taken seriously but it's just like <laughs> they're just not smart at all and you would think by this time everything that they have went to up until this point you would think that you know they would have picked up some some skills or been like oh yeah that happened before maybe we should do it this way so that we don't find ourselves like tumbling down another rabbit hole that we can't really dig ourselves out of <sighs> but anyway so they can't get in they finally get in because drew comes and lets them in and they find this letter that's supposedly written by um dory to me sounds nothing like what dory would write and I was like, oh, okay, maybe they would like be like, oh yeah, that doesn't really sound like some Dory would write. It took, I don't even know how many episodes, but it took a few episodes before we got to the episode where Chip posted the photoshopped um, photo of Dory. I think she's supposed to be in Paris or somewhere in France and posted it on her Instagram. And then it took that for Drew to see that and be like, oh, wait a minute, that doesn't look real. Something's going on with Dory. Like all that time, it didn't take the letter that sounded nothing like how Dory sounds. They also let all the people in the in the apartment. So all the disarray that happened when Chip had snapped her, snatched her up, like that kind of got trampled on because all those people were let into the apartment. And then it was just like Dory just dropped off the face of the earth and was like, oh, she doesn't want to talk to us. Like we hate her. We're going to leave this horrible voice message and be done with it until finally they see the photo and it's like, okay, now we need to find Dory. <laughs> so it was that. Um, and then, so they all kind of went down their own separate paths. Portia but decided to take a role where once she was going to try to play herself, which is weird. I mean, in the context of what the story was about, which is the story about the trial and Dory being this murderous person, it was like, okay, now you're going to try to become... Like you're going to play yourself in this type of a movie. And then when that didn't pan out, it's like, oh, she's going to play Dory. Like they all needed therapy <laughs> after <laughs> what they went through to like talk it out with someone to be like, oh, okay. Like maybe the, you're doing this because you're, this is the way that you took 
Or this is the way that you dealt with what you went through when this happened with the whole murder and everything. But anyway, so, <laughs> so she ends up taking this role and then she, as she's getting more deep into it and she starts to figure out like they're going to make Dory, they're going to portray Dory as this person who's worse, even worse than who Portia believes she is. And so she's already having this conflict of interest with herself about even playing this role but it's kind of like and this is with all of them like they go through something they kind of like bury it even though they can see these warning signs but they just kind of really ignore it um and I think that's a lot so for Drew who finds himself at this amusement park place which I didn't write the name of it <laughs> down but it was just like he essentially ran away from his life and tried to hide and become this different person where he meets this crazy girl. Can we talk about this freaking proposal that happens towards the end of the season? I was like, okay, because you guys, I took notes. I took a few notes. I didn't take a lot of notes because I didn't talk about how this was dropped, but essentially it wasn't all dropped at once. So it wasn't like you can binge it all or you could have waited until they all dropped and binged it, but they essentially dropped it. It took about three weeks to drop all 10 episodes. So they dropped three episodes one week, three the next week, and then they dropped the last four this past week. And so, um, and there are like short episodes. They're less than 30 minutes. So it's pretty, it's a pretty quick watch for them to like drop it in that way anyway. And so I literally wrote out that proposal because he comes out and his family starts singing. And I'm just like, what is going on? Because it just seemed... Uh, <laughs> I like musicals. If you've listened for a while, you know I like musicals. But I don't like random singing in shows where random singing just does not make sense. And this is one of those shows where random singing is just like, no. <laughs> so when they start randomly singing, I was like, what is going on? The last thing I remembered was when he had that dinner with his family in the beginning after the trial. And then we haven't seen him because he ran pretty much ran away from his life to start his new life. And then this random girl just shows up at his family's place and was like, oh, I'm going to propose to Drew. I want you to help me in my sing, my singing proposal. <laughs> it was so weird and awkward and cringy to watch. It was just like, oh my gosh. And then Elliot and Portia's reactions in the background were literally my reactions. So just like, what is going on here? This is <laughs> insane. So you have all that going on. He's essentially lying to this girl. And I mean, towards the end, they all kind of come full circle and admit that they were kind of like suppressing these their true feelings for Dory. Essentially, they, they all love Dory and kind of are a little bit like, I don't want to say obsessed, but because obsessed is not the right word, but um, what's the, what's the word that Drew used? Oh, I can't remember the word that he used, but essentially it was like, he, oh my gosh. Like when you're an addict of, oh, there we go. That was a struggle. <laughs> He's essentially addicted to Dory and he admits that. And they kind of all come full circle towards the end, which I, I know I told you guys we're going to jump around. I'm going to jump towards the end to the, um, finale where they all kind of get up to say their, um, like their little piece or bits at um, Dory's funeral. And they all, it's all kind of like a full circle, full circle moment for their individual characters. Whereas 
um, or it wasn't funeral, it was a memorial because I didn't have the body, but where um, they each kind of was like speaking to individually how they've been feeling in this whole journey of like from essentially season one all the way up to now. And it kind of, I'm going I'm to I'm leave it there and we're going to, we're going to rewind a little bit and go to Elliot because Elliot, you guys know, I love Elliot. I think he is the most funny of them all. And I think a lot of his reactions in this show are my reactions in watching this because I feel like he is the only one where I say they're all not smart. He's included in that, but I feel like he has a little bit more awareness than um, everyone else seems to have. And so I think that's why he's a little bit more relatable to me in this context. And so to have him be on, the, on his um, TV show and then he decides to like essentially make a deal with the devil and portray all the things that he hates and he doesn't represent on TV. And he even kind of talks about him doing that. I mean, we learned Elliot was essentially a liar and a manipulator <laughs> the entire time because he wasn't really who he said he was. Like he didn't go to their college, which I think is still so weird. <laughs> like, and they even have a flashback moment when they um, are essentially at their graduation day and then Elliot shows up and it's just like, he showed up and he, they're getting their caps and gowns and they're like, oh, we don't have one for you. But he's like, no, you do. You just can't find it or something like that. <laughs> it's just so weird. I like, think that you went to school and you're about to graduate and then you're going to get mad at them because they can't find your cap and gown. <laughs> but anyway, so he's kind of been like a chameleon and a, and a, a man of many different personalities and personas and so to see him kind of like have that whole um like 360 if you will or 180 if you will and see him like represent the things that he we because we I feel like in season three we finally got to see the real Elliot like we get to see some of his background and um you get to kind of see like who he is so you pull back like that faux layer, layer that he has over himself and then only for him to like turn around and kind of like become this whole other person again even though every single thing about who that person is goes against who he like his beliefs and who he believes he is I don't know it's all so weird but anyway and so I thought that that was interesting and then like you come full circle moment to the memorial and during his speech and it's just like I don't know I feel like each one of their speeches at the memorial fit them and like even for Drew for his to just be him playing the um guitar or uh, I don't know what guitar kind of guitar it is but it's not like it's like I don't know playing his little instrument and like having an emotional crying moment like felt genuine and it all and it felt like each moment represented that character so well so there was that Chantal, <laughs> I am literally like, when I say none of them are smart, like she's probably <laughs> all the way at the bottom because this girl, first of all, we got a whole episode um, of Chantal, which I thought was fitting because it essentially kind of went back to the, not the very beginning of this season, but at least back to when um and I can't remember her name but when Elliot's co-host got hit in the head because that whole scene when she got hit in the head with the book in my mind and watching that I was like I honestly forgot that she got hit in the head with the book until we saw um her on the news 
and she was like bandaged up. I was like, oh yeah, she did get hit in the head. Like, cause we never really knew what happened with that. And I was never really expecting them to come back to this book, but to have it all tied back together and kind of like you get to see in parallel of everything that's been happening this whole season, what was going on with Chantal and how even still it all fits into like the main storyline that was happening this season. So it was her book that fell and this book that um, the talk show host thought was written by an eight year or 11 year old girl, but actually was written by a grown woman. Cause essentially it seems like it sounded like gibberish. Like we never really got many um, sound bites from the book, but essentially I'm to believe or we're to believe that it reads very juvenile and doesn't really make logical sense if you're an adult. And so for all of this to have started around Chantal with um, Dory seeing her missing flyer and not even really having a relationship with her, not even really knowing her. And Chantal brings that up at the memorial. She's like, you know, honestly, like I, did, I don't even know who you guys are. And even is even more so amplifies what everyone else have been saying to Dory, like Drew and Elliot and Portia. Like, we don't even, like, you don't even really know her. Why do you want to find her kind of a thing? So to know that all this started because Dory was on this mission to find uh, Chantal. And then um, Chip, somehow, some way, he doesn't even know, ends up brainwashing Dory and the only way that she breaks out of like that trance that she's in is when she sees Chantal on that talk show. So it's like all kind of a full circle moment type of a thing that's happening, which is super interesting. Uh, I didn't really talk about um, Chip and Dory because, and I think the great, one of the good things about the show as well, because even though it's 10 episodes, but like they're short episodes, but I feel like we still got like enough, it felt like we spent enough time with each of our main characters. Granted, there's only really like four, you could say five, you want to include Chantal, but Chantal, I don't really include her. She's more of like a side character, even though she drives the main, like the overarching plot. So like it's fitting for her to come in for that one episode or when she does. But like for everyone else, like I feel like we spent enough time like with them. So we spent enough time with like Drew and Elliot and Portia and then we come around to um even though we have like this big major story going on with Chip and Dory because they're essentially trying to find Dory and granted I will give Dory kudos because she was trying her hardest and this is that's usually how it works like in the beginning you try so hard to break free until you get to that point where it's just like you feel like you're never going to get out of it so you kind of give up in a way and I think that's kind of what happened um with Dory and especially after she got hit in the head, like all of her defenses are down. And so she just, at that point allowed, it had, it created that opening for Chip to come in and be like, your friends are crazy. They don't like you. They tried to pin a murder on you when they're the ones who did it, which was like, <laughs> Chip sounded, was consistent throughout this entire thing. Like even carrying over from season three where he was just, he is, crazy like I don't know what other word to explain or to say or to describe him but he is legit he should have been in someone's facility getting <laughs> getting aid and his even his family knew that because when the crew showed up after finding his face on that um, honey bun package and they went to the factory and was like 
we think we know him. And then they try to cover it up with the old man. I was like, this is super, like, you have to have known, you have to have had this old man on call for moments like this, because that is so random to come will out this random old man and be like, oh, this is who, this is the face of, this is who was the face of the um company. And now he's like super old or whatever. But to even know that and then um, try to cover it up and then come to find out that his mom played by Susan Sarandon, which I was like, okay, <laughs> um, was actually his mom and not really his aunt. And that's who he had been pretending to be with that damn wig. <laughs> like Chip was an entire mess. And then the poor woman, oh my gosh, I can't remember her name, but um, she's from Hands, Handmaid's Tale. I was like, oh, she's in this? I was like, oh, she must have, like, she must have, like, an actual, real, legit, like, storyline or something. Because, you know, I'm thinking Handmaid's Tale, like, hello. But no, she only lasts a little bit. And then she ends up getting murdered by him and stuffed in the freezer. He was just crazy. And then he created these dolls and used those dolls to hypnotize or to brainwash Dory into leaving her friends. Didn't want her. And then he didn't even remember how he did it. <laughs> When Dory went back to um get convince him to do it again, which leads me to Dory because I was so mad at her, and I mean I guess because she essentially lost herself in this whole Chantal thing, um and then ends up killing, um accidentally killing that guy and then actually killing I'm saying that guy and the girl because I can't remember their names at the moment um but the guy who she was sleeping with in episode and episode in season one who ended up hitting his head the one that kept flashing back this entire season who hit his head on the side of the counter and then drew like finished him off um that guy and then, and then going from that to pushing when this was season two when we had the twins and she ends up pushing the one twin off the um what's it called off the off the edge of the boat <laughs> I don't know why it was so hard it's not a it's not called a boat but you guys know what I'm saying and so to actually committing murder and then like going through that whole trial in season three where essentially Dory was became this entirely different person who was and I think I said this in the when I talked about it in the previous episode um or the search party season three episode um, essentially she ends up becoming this completely different person who like, she doesn't even know Like she becomes a character of who she thinks she needs to be to get through that trial. So it's kind of like a lot of, and I felt like this was super prevalent throughout this entire season, this theme of like identity, not knowing who you are, um, feeling like you should, you should be doing more or be offering more, but you don't really know what you should be doing. Like, I felt like those things were heavy throughout, not even just the season, but this entire, um, show in a whole, the series in a whole, but especially this season, just how everything wrapped up and like the themes, um, or the, um, even tying back to the messages or the speeches that the crew gave <laughs> at the memorial. So there's these things of self-identity, self-worth, um, even like, I don't want to say, um, depression. Cause I feel like that's super, <laughs> super, uh, what's the word? That's not where I'm trying to go, but it's, it's something else that I want to say that, um, I'm seeing themes of, but it's escaping me at this moment. But, um, I think you see that when she, like the, the crew save her 
And they're trying to figure out, like, what's going on with her, trying to get her out of this brainwashed state. And then she sees Chantal. She comes out of it. But she keeps having, like, these flashbacks or whatever of, like, everything that she's done up until this point, to the point that it drives her back to Chip to try to get him to, like, she says, essentially, like, erase it or take it all away. And then she ends up back in the same situation where she's back in this basement. I was like, girl, why did you go back in that basement? You escaped that basement. One, the basement. Why did you even go back to the house? Like you escaped the house. I don't care what state you're in. I would not go anywhere near that house at all, but she does. And she goes in the basement and then his mom shows up and ends up blocking her down there after, and then starting a fire and then ends up starting a fire in the, um, or setting the house on fire after they paid the teenagers to set the house on fire. And then just like, oh, we can't save her. We can't save her. And she's like, no, like essentially <laughs> she would be our downfall. And so they essentially kill her <laughs> um, down there. But all that to say, we get to the memorial and we have like this whole memorial going on. We see all these different Dories, which kind of, again, goes back to like the identity, like who really is Dory? Um, like who is the real true Dory? And then towards the end, when we see them all kind of come together, it's like that Dory that we saw initially in season one like that young innocent like just grad well I don't think they had just graduated at this point but like that fresh face like hadn't went through all the experiences that she went through at least that was my take on it but I feel like you could also take in the way where like Dory is all of these things because essentially she is all of those different versions of Dory um but on the outside they packed it with the Dory like that we are familiar with from season one anyway take it how you want to take it but all that to say is like oh really sad moment um, we're going to all wrap it up, put a little pretty bow on it. Like this feels like a series finale type of a thing, even though it wasn't put out there as a series finale. And then we see Dory get like, she seems, she leaves this video, which chip back to him because he's just crazy. Sends them that box of Dory stuff, where it's the dress that he kidnapped her in, her hair that he shaved off and then the video camera. Oh my gosh. He's. So, like, why would you send that? Why would you send that? It's so weird. It's so gross. <laughs> but he sends that. And then um, Portia, like, connects the dot when she got told, like, oh, this, it was like, I can't remember. And there was like five something. It was, it was a, a timestamp. And so she remembers that. And that's how they go um, through and find the video that Dory left them as she was dying in the fire. But all of that to say, um, or to come full circle <laughs> to be like, then we see Dory like gasping and waking up in the ambulance. And she was like, and she says, I died. I died. I saw, I was dead. I saw it all or something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh. So is she not dead? <laughs> so when you go and you look it up and you're like, I was immediately like, oh my gosh. So is there like another season? There are, there are a few articles with the show um, runners and creators, Charles Rogers and Sarah Violet Bliss. And they talk about how they essentially um, wrote it in a way that it feels like closure, but also leaves opportunity for like more storytelling. And they feel like they, they, they have more story to tell. At this moment, it has not been renewed for a season five. Honestly, I don't even know what a season five would look like just based on how, like, based on kind of, it feels like season one all the way through the end of season four with this whole overarching linear story that to me feels like it's wrapped up. The only loose end is Chip and his family getting away with essentially murdering or attempt or attempted murder of Dory, if that's really what, like, if she's really alive. 
But, like, I don't see that being a whole season. So I don't know, like, where we would go in an additional season because I feel like everything Chantal related and, like, related to Chantal, the trial, all that stuff to me seems like is wrapped up unless they're just going to create, like, an entirely new story. And then that's where I worry we start to get into that cycle of everything starts to feel the same and it feels like we're telling the same story over and over again, which I will have to say, up until this point, this show has felt very fresh. Every season has felt different in a way that I didn't feel like we were falling into the cycle of um, repeating ourselves, which is something that tends to happen a lot um, in TV. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I... I want to say that I want a season five, but I don't know where we where we would go in season five that would be refreshing or push the story forward or something new. Um, but yeah, I mean it's up to HBO Max. Um, again, I talked about the trajectory the trajectory of the show, essentially like where it started, how it ended up in HBO Max, and the episode where I discussed season three. So you can go back and listen to that. But essentially. If it is to get renewed, it'll be by like HBO Max, their their parent company would make that uh, decision and would drop it. It would drop on there unless they were to get, I just don't see them moving anywhere else. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tricky thing that we, tricky web that we're trying to weave there. But yeah, I mean, I felt like this one was going to actually be a short one and I didn't want to start it off. I mean, like, this is going to be a short one because I always do that. But um, that's really all I had to say. Again, like I said, I didn't really have a lot of notes on this. Um, I think it was a quick watch. I felt like everything wrapped up. I really don't think that we need a season five. I would want to see where we go in a season five. But I felt like we told a complete story from season one through season four. So I'm okay with the ending right here. But I want to know what you guys thought. <laughs> also, I forgot that when we, in that flashback, we see that Dory actually wanted to be kidnapped, which I was like, oh my gosh, that's a twist too. Where we saw that she actually got out of the trunk, but then she ends up going back in the trunk. I was like, oh my gosh, girl. So you essentially really did like bring this all on yourself. <laughs> She's one complex character, which makes for interesting TV. <laughs> so I want to know what you guys thought. Um, let me know all of the things and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at Currently Benjamin on Instagram and at Current Benjamin Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.